the Lord of the Rings after the loss of Gandalf in the Mines of Moria in a battle against Balrog, Aragorn led the Fellowship of the Ring. He fought the Battle of Helm's Deep and the Battle of Pelennor Fields to distract Sorin's attention so that Frodo and Sam would have a chance at destroying the One Ring. He led the army of Gondor and Rohan against the Black Gate of Mordor. And the only reason I know all of that is because I read it on the Lord of the Rings wiki page and not because I read it in the books. I've seen the movies, but I have not read the books. But here's the point. As a descendant of the Numenorians, Aragorn was given the power to choose to die quietly without violence or suicide. And so when he was 210, he felt that his time was up and his son Eldarion was ready for the throne. Therefore, he lay down upon his tomb and he willed himself to die. Now listen to this passage from The Return of the King. Then going to the house of the kings in the silent street, Aragorn laid him down on the long bed that had been prepared for him. There he said farewell to Eldarion and gave into his hands the winged crown of Gondor and the scepter of Arnor, and then all left him save Arwen, and she stood alone by his bed. Estelle, Estelle, she cried, and with that, even as he took her hand and kissed it, he fell into sleep. And now listen to this. And then a great beauty was revealed in him so that all who after him came there looked on him in wonder for they saw that the grace of his youth and the valor of his manhood and the wisdom and majesty of his age were blended together and long there he lay an image of the splendor of the kings of man in glory undimmed before the breaking of the world. So Aragorn was a type of Christ as king figure in the Lord of the Rings, who leads and guides and protects and eventually lays down his life for the fellowship. And in so doing, he is given a glory of beauty and wonder and youth and valor and wisdom and majesty Now the true king, Jesus Christ, was also given glory by his father. And in these two verses in 1 Peter, it's listed amongst four characteristics of Christ that we have been looking at. First, that he was foreknown before time. Second, that he was made manifest at just the right time on earth for us. Third, that he was raised from the dead. And now fourth, that he was given glory. And so let's go back a few verses and get back into where we left off. Starting in verse 18, it says this, You were ransomed from the feudal ways inherited from your forefathers, not with perishable things such as silver or gold, but with the precious blood of Christ, like that of a lamb without blemish or spot. He was foreknown before the foundation of the world, but was made manifest in the last times for the sake of you, who through him are believers in God, who raised him from the dead and gave him glory so that your faith and hope are in God. Jesus was given glory. Now that really doesn't make sense to me. Jesus was fully human, but he was also fully God. Didn't he already have God's glory intrinsically within him? He was God. So yes, of course, he did. 
from before the earth was formed to the moment Christ entered the world as a baby, he was glorious. His glory is what causes creation to be breathtaking. His glory is what caused the wise men to seek him out and bow down to this baby at the manger. And yet God the Father granted a special allotment of his glory to Christ while he was on earth. And in Peter's second book, he points back to Jesus' baptism when he says in 2 Peter 1, 16 and 17, For we did not follow cleverly devised myths when we made known to you the power and coming of our Lord Jesus Christ, but we were eyewitnesses of his majesty. For when he received honor and glory from God the Father, and the voice was borne to him by the majestic glory This is my beloved Son, with whom I am well pleased. Christ received glory from out of the majestic glory of God the Father in heaven. Peter was with Jesus. He was an eyewitness to his glory, he said. And so this takes us back to the Old Testament, where many of the times that the word glory is used, it indicates the presence of God. In Exodus, God revealed his glory to Moses by passing by. His glory resided on Mount Sinai before giving Moses the Ten Commandments. His glory filled the temple, and this same glory is present in Christ. John 1 tells us that Jesus became flesh and made his dwelling among us, and we have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only Son who came from the Father. And so to see Christ's glory is to see his full splendor his holiness, his majesty. Peter is one of maybe just three people that have ever witnessed the full glory of Christ on earth. In Luke chapter 9, Jesus was transfigured into the fullness of his glory for just Peter, James, and John to witness. And this event had to have been on Peter's mind as he is writing this book and writing these verses. And so let's go back to read that in Luke chapter 9, verses 28 through 33. Peter and John and James went up on the mountain to pray. And as Jesus was praying, the appearance of his face was altered and his clothing became dazzling white. And behold, two men were talking with him, Moses and Elijah, who appeared in glory and spoke of his departure, which he was about to accomplish at Jerusalem. Now Peter and those who were with him were heavy with sleep. But when they became fully awake, they saw his glory and the two men who stood with him. And as the men were parting from him, Peter said to Jesus, Master, it is good that we are here. So this comes right after Jesus foretelling of his death, and he's trying to explain to them that they must lay down their life as well in order to take up their cross and follow in his footsteps. And even his closest disciples had trouble understanding what this meant and that Christ would have to die. So the transfiguration served to encourage the three disciples by showing them even though their master would suffer and die, and though they too would have to follow him in the path of the cross, the future glory of Jesus and of all who follow him is certain. And so this teaches us that because of our own worry, our own doubt, our own struggle and weak, half-hearted Christianity, we all need a clearer vision of the glory of Christ. 
A vision that, like Isaiah, causes us to fall on our faces and see just how sinful we are. A vision like David, who dances and worships the Lord for the gift of his presence. A vision of his glory that, like Peter, reminds us that it is good that we spend time with Christ in the splendor of his glory. And so the question is, how do we get a clearer vision of the glory of Christ? It starts by doing what Peter, James, and John did. First, we must spend time alone with him. Just as he invited them to the mountain to pray, he invites us in every car drive, to the chair on the deck, to take a walk around the block, to the bathroom as we get ready in the morning to pray, to hear from him in his word. And if we don't spend consistent time alone with God, then we will not gain a greater vision of the glory of Christ. And let's face it, we are really horrible at this abiding part of faith. We're lazy, so we must spend time alone with him. Number two, we must shake off our spiritual lethargy. You know, their intention was to spend time with Jesus, but what did they end up doing? They fell asleep. How many times have you fallen asleep at night while trying to read the Bible or pray? And even greater than physical is spiritual lethargy that we allow to creep in. We become lazy, and we get tired with our spiritual disciplines. We fall asleep to the things of God. We stop spending time with Jesus. Sleepy Christians will never have a greater vision of Christ. So we must spend time alone with God. We must shake off our spiritual lethargy. And number three, we must exalt and obey him. After this transfiguration, this great cloud came, and these disciples, with great fear, entered into the midst of the cloud. And so right fear leads to right exaltation. When we revere entering God's presence, we will easily worship him. Verse 35 says, And a voice came out of the cloud saying, This is my son, my chosen one. Listen to him. So here is the beauty of listening and obeying Jesus. To get a clearer vision of the glory of Christ, we must listen and obey. And as we listen and obey him, we'll see his glory all the more. Let me close with this. And as I do, close your eyes for just a moment if you're able to and you're not driving or something. So imagine the second coming of Christ to earth. The sky is being split in two Jesus in a blinding, bright, priestly robe, and eyes like fire is descending from heaven. All of earth has stopped. Everyone is staring at the scene. There are myriads of angels surrounding him, filling up the entire sky. It's all you can see from east to west, and the sound of trumpets and angels singing is almost deafening. Now at that moment, would you be in awe of the glory of King Jesus. Okay, you can open your eyes if you had them closed. But listen, that is who King Jesus is today. He isn't going to magically change on the day of his second coming. That is the Lord you pray to. That's the Lord that does battle against Satan today. That's the Lord you can spend time with right now. It's the glory of King Jesus that shows us we can trust a God like that. 
you can place your life into the hands of a God like that. So today, spend time dwelling in the glory of Christ the King. Find 10 minutes where you can lock the door, be alone with Jesus, let his glory come over you like a cloud, and then listen to what he says. Let's all work hard at getting a clearer vision of Christ's glory. And next time, we're going to read that that vision should translate into our lives by having a wealth of love for others. And until then, let's pray. God, thank you for the majesty of Christ. We pray that you would increase our vision and desire for his glory. Help us to see Jesus as the true, eternal, earth-rattling, life-changing king that he really is. Overwhelm us with his beauty and power as we seek you this week. We pray it in King Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.